Good morning, everyone, and welcome to morning service with Crescent Church. I hope you've been keeping safe and well in this past week, even though we continue to be isolated from our friends and some of our family. And I know all the young people are really desperate to get back to school as soon as possible. This morning, we will be continuing to learn from God's word about how Christians can live useful lives in this world. Uh, we have been studying the book of 1 Peter under the general theme of living in exile. And this morning, David Russell will be speaking to us from chapter four. We've been living in this rather unusual and strange world for over two months now. And that reminds me a little of the first song which we are going to sing. It tells us about how the Lord Jesus left his home in heaven and came into this strange world to live and then to return to his home in heaven. The song is called The Servant King and it begins with these words. From heaven you came, helpless babe, entered our world, your glory veiled, it tells us how the Lord Jesus, even though he was God and a king, lived in this world as a servant, serving other people. Let's sing it together now.
Let's commit our time together this morning to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your Son, the Lord Jesus, into this world. It is amazing to think that he humbled himself and lived in this world in such a way that ordinary people could see what God was really like without being frightened or running away. We pray that during our time this morning, we would learn more about the Lord Jesus and more about the special way of life that he calls us to. We take this time to pray for our government as you have asked us to. We ask that you would give them wisdom as they plan the long and gradual path to getting us back to a more normal way of life as they seek to get the economy going again as quickly as possible. We pray for ourselves too, that everyone in our country would continue to be patient and to keep to what the government says. We continue to pray for all those in the medical profession, including those in care homes who have been under so much pressure in recent weeks. Keep them safe from the virus too, we pray. And we pray for our society. We pray that we would all learn important lessons from this time. We have had to live without rather superficial entertainment, and it has forced many of us to appreciate more fundamental things, like talking to one another in our family, and even thinking about bigger questions which we would not normally have thought about. We pray that we will not simply go back to what we were before. We pray that our whole community will be more considerate at the end of this time and less taken up with things that are not really important. Now we place ourselves into your hands for the rest of our time together this morning. Amen. Now we're going to hear a story, especially for the kids. Emma McMullen is going to read it to us. Now I'm not going to tell you who it's about, but it was about a young man who was suddenly isolated from his family. In fact, for several years, he was totally isolated from almost everybody. And yet through all his difficulties, God was preparing him to play an important part in God's amazing plan to save the world at that time. After that, we're going to sing a chorus which has got fairly lively actions. So get loosened up for, for when we sing, Jesus' love is very wonderful. The Forgiving Prince. Jacob had 12 sons, but of all his sons, Joseph was his favorite. One day, Jacob gave Joseph a splendid new robe. It was beautiful and rich with all the colours of the rainbow, but it made Joseph's brothers jealous. They wanted rich rainbow robes too. Then, to make matters worse, Joseph kept on having these special dreams. I dreamt I was the greatest. I was king, Joseph told his brothers, and you all bowed down to me. Now I'm sure you know, even if Joseph didn't, that telling your brothers things like that isn't a very good idea. Joseph's brothers hated him even more. They wanted to kill Joseph and his dreams. And one day, that's exactly what they tried to do. They tore Joseph's rainbow robe off him 
and sold him to slave traders for 20 pieces of silver. The traders took Joseph to Egypt and made him into a slave. The brothers went home and lied to their father, telling him that Joseph was dead. That's the end of that dreamer, they thought, but they were wrong. God had a magnificent dream for Joseph's life. And even when it looked like everything had gone wrong, God would use it all to help make the dream come true. God would use everything that was happening to Joseph to do something good. Meanwhile, though, things were not looking good for Joseph in Egypt. He was far from home and from his dad. Then he got blamed for something he didn't do. And even though he had done nothing wrong, he was punished and thrown in jail. But God had not left Joseph. One night, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, had a scary dream about thin cows gobbling up fat cows. What on earth did it mean? He didn't know. But Joseph was a dream expert, so Pharaoh sent for him. It means a famine is coming, Joseph explained. There won't be enough food. Pharaoh was so pleased by Joseph's skill that he immediately took Joseph out of jail and made him a prince. Now back home, Joseph's brothers had run out of food and everyone was hungry. God's special family was in danger. If they didn't get food soon, they would starve to death. So Joseph's brothers travelled to Egypt to buy food. They came and knelt before the new prince. His brothers didn't know that the prince was Joseph, but Joseph knew who they were. Joseph's dream, the one about his brothers bowing down to him, was coming true. It's me, Joseph cried. When they saw it was Joseph, his brothers were afraid. They had wronged Joseph. They had sinned and they knew it. Now Joseph would certainly punish them. But Joseph looked at his brothers and his eyes filled with tears. Even though his brothers had hurt him and hated him and wanted him dead, in spite of everything, he couldn't stop loving them. His heart, which they had broken, filled up with love, and Joseph forgave them. Joseph threw his arms around them. Don't be afraid, he said. Behind what you were doing, Underneath everything that was happening, God was doing something good. God was making everything right again. Joseph didn't punish them. He rescued them. He brought God's special family to live safely with him in Egypt. One day, God would send another prince, a young prince whose heart would break. Like Joseph, he would leave his home and his father. His brothers would hate him and want him dead. He would be sold for pieces of silver. He would be punished even though he had done nothing wrong. But God would use everything that happened to this young prince, even the bad things, to do something good, to forgive the sins of the whole world. i
Jesus love is very wonderful. Jesus love is very wonderful. Jesus love is very wonderful. Oh, wonderful love. So high, you can't get over it. So low, you can't get under it. So wide, you can't get round it. Love is very wonderful. Jesus, love is very wonderful. Jesus, love is very wonderful. Oh, wonderful love. So high, you can't get over it. So low, you can't get under it. So Thanks, Emma, for reading that wonderful story to us. What a perfect young man Joseph was. Now we're going to sing another hymn together. It's called 10,000 Reasons, and it begins with the words of Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul.
morning is David Russell. David is well known to us here in the Crescent. He leads the Sunday classes for the young people and he's one of our regular Bible teachers. We've been working through the book of First Peter in recent weeks and this morning David will be speaking to us on the first half of chapter 4 under the title Keepers of God's Grace. Now, just before David comes to speak to us, we're going to have the passage read to us by Rupin Pilibosian. The reading for this Sunday is from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh no longer for human passions but for the will of God. For the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. With respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery, and they malign you, but they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead, that though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> 